0: Hello, and welcome back to Saucy Football Breakdown. I am your host, Michael. In today's episode, I'm going to focus in on the Brazilian superstar, Neymar, and his current situation at Paris Saint Germain, or as many of you guys know it, PSG. So let's just dive right in. In recent news, in the beautiful town of, Boga. okay. By the way, let me just get this out of the way right now. I am going to butcher some of these French pronunciations, and I mean no disrespect whatsoever. But I feel like by trying to pronounce them in the proper way, I sound stupid. So I'm just going to try and just say the names of these places and these teams. Like I know Paris Saint Germain is probably pronounced Paris Saint Germain, but Saint-Germain is what it reads like to me. That's what I'm going to say. And so let me get back into it. So in recent news, this beautiful town of Beaugeval, which is just outside of Paris, where frankly all the rich PSG players live, there has been, there's been a lot of attention focused on that place because that's where Neymar lives. And this town is a very famous little French town. It was once home to famous artists and and musicians of, like, world renown. And like I said, currently, that's where Neymar lives. Now, despite the beautiful surroundings at this town called Beaujolais and Neymar's house, all is not well. You have fans coming to Neymar's house, standing outside of his house, like, protesting and crap. So. It's, it's not a good look right now. They PSG had to send some security to, like, patrol Neymar's property and make sure people stay back. And obviously they had to protect Neymar. So it's not good. Tensions have been simmering between Neymar and the fans. I don't think it's just, like, the fans don't like Neymar. I think Neymar's kind of done with those PSG fans, too, because I made a previous episode about does PSG even have fans? But once I wrote that episode, I clearly was mistaken because they have what people consider ultras. And if you don't know what ultras are, they're like, they go out of their way to preserve the idea of what the team is in their minds. And so PSG has this big, giant group of ultra fans and they, can't stand Neymar. In fact, Neymar can't stand him either. Now, this is not just some kind of sudden deal that just happened overnight, but it seems to be like the result of a series of multiple events that have taken place over the years since Neymar came to PSG in what was a record-breaking transfer in 2017. Now, Neymar's talent and on-field performance have never been in question. If you watch the dude play one time, you can tell he's special. And that's whether he's rolling around on the ground or he's walking and taking plays off, et cetera. When the ball is at his feet, you can tell this dude is world-class. He jumps off the screen, no doubt about it. His ability to dominate the game and change the course of a single match single-handedly is something that we've all watched and seen If you've watched any games, whether it be Brazil, you used to watch Barcelona back in the day, or you've watched some of these PSG games of recent memory, this dude is a star. No doubt about it. However, the road has not all been super smooth for Neymar at PSG. His injuries, his frequent injuries have frankly just gotten old to the fans. It's become a significant concern. And that often has led to him missing just big time crucial games, in particular the Champions League games. This is definitely not what PSG had envisioned when they brought Neymar on board. But boy, have they gotten it in spades, let me just tell you. And there have been concerns about Neymar's off the field activities, whether that's Him gambling, throwing these, getting these gambling sponsorships, leaving the team to go celebrate his sister's birthday. Just all kinds of crazy stuff when it comes to Neymar's off-field activities and just naming those couple just to name a few. But his extravagant lifestyle, those big crazy wild parties that he has throw, he throws, it just raised a bunch of eyebrows. That's led all kinds of fans and critics to question his commitment to the club and frankly to the game. The game, his ability to play this game has afforded him a lifestyle that, you know, he's taking advantage of now. And whew, I don't know. People are starting to question if the lifestyle is what he loves or does he still love the game. I think when he was younger, it was a lot more evident. And as he's gotten older, and we've seen some of these behaviors, it's been easy to question whether or not he still loves the game. Nevertheless, everyone deserves their personal space, and they also deserve the freedom to live the life the way that they want, especially in the world of professional sports. I also did an episode about that as well. So these points that I've been making over the period of this podcast have really just shown their faces over and over again. But these off-field activities can sometimes cast a shadow over his on-field performance. And I don't think there's any doubt about that at all. Neymar's situation at PSG seems to be a case in point. Despite his undeniable talent, his absences have completely hindered the team's performances and their ability to achieve success in major competitions. And that's not just at the club level. That's at the national team level. When the dude gets hurt, like he pretends to be hurt so much, it's like the kind of the kid to cry wolf when he's actually hurt. You're like, man, how much is this dude hurt? So the club level, the national team level, people are just like sick of this dude. So as a result of all this, all these absences, There's a growing sense of frustration among PSG fans, which bubbled up to them coming to his house and protesting outside of his house, which, by the way, completely out of line. I don't care. I'm not siding with that crap at all. With some feeling that Neymar's presence may be more of a hindrance than an asset to the team's progress. I agree. I think PSG needs to move in another direction that has nothing to do with Neymar going forward. PSG, in my opinion, needs to focus on getting players in Paris. There are so many players on the French national team that are from the greater Paris area and all those little suburbs, all these little towns like Bougival. And they have never even been considered for to play for PSG, which is crazy. Which is freaking crazy to me. They have all that talent in Paris. And Kingsley Coleman, just to name like one person I could think of off the top of my head, all that French talent, and you're not taking advantage of it in Paris. You want to go and get variety from Italy and you want to go and get Neymar from Brazil, like, you've got all this local talent. The, you just need to dig into and develop. So that brings me to a discussion point here. In the world of professional sports, the impact of injuries on a player's career is significant. Neymar's recurring injuries have significantly affected his performance as well, for PSG and as i said for Brazil on the national level and we can't help but wonder what implications this has for his career and for the success of any team that he's going to play for in the future obviously somebody who chooses to sign neymar is going to want to, is going to have to bring him in at these incredibly dumb high wages and With those dumb high wages are going to come these absences because both of those, when dealing with Neymar, are inevitabilities. His ability to miss games and his ability to get a whole lot of money to miss those games. Discussion point number two. Another point to consider is the balance between on-field performance and off-field distractions. Where is that fine line? Where do you, as a fan of a player, get to say certain things about a person's life? Just because Neymar likes to party doesn't mean he can't be good at his job. Neymar's off field activities have sometimes overshadowed his footballing abilities, and I don't think that's out of bounds. But this also begs the question, though. How can a professional athlete maintain a balance between their personal lives and their responsibilities as a player. And I don't think that's that difficult of a question to answer. The answer to that is be a professional, period. At my job, I'm required to be a professional. At your job, you're required to be a professional. At Neymar's job, he should be required to be a professional. You can still have fun and make sure you're doing what you need to do. But sometimes people with an otherworldly ability to be able to do a certain thing can take that ability for granted and not focus in on cultivating that ability and making it a better thing. Like, it's so frustrating for someone who isn't as talented as Neymar to watch Neymar with that level of talent not work as hard as he needs to work on it. Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan for a reason. Kobe Bryant as well. That work ethic is real, and those guys are celebrated because of how rare that work ethic is. Now, PSG is also known for its star-studded lineups, right? You got Neymar. You had Messi because you don't have him anymore. You still got Mbappe. How can a club effectively manage the egos and expectations of such high-profile individuals to foster team unity and success? Again, if everybody had the answers, this PSG would have already have won championships. Phil Jackson was the Zen master for a reason. He was able to manage all the egos. He was managed to create all the buy-in based on his ability to, like to just manage person to person and get the most out of each person. He was able to manage Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen, Steve Kerr, Michael Jordan. Like, those are all different personalities with different motivations and different things that drive them. And Phil Jackson's ability to get the most out of them on game day, that is what makes that man an 11-time NBA champion. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. I don't know of a manager in soccer that exists in a way that manages things like a field. I think the closest thing might be Ancelotti because people look at Ancelotti all the time and say, what does he actually do? And I think he's got like a DJ Khaled type of greatness behind him where DJ Khaled calls himself a producer, but he's not on the beat machine he's not writing the raps but what he is doing is putting everyone in the position to make the best quality music whether that's the producer whether that's the rapper or the singer he sets the mood he sets the standard he sets the stage in a Nick Saban coach type way that's what I'm talking about that Ancelotti type ability maybe PSG should have went a little bit harder and tried to get Ancelotti because he's probably the closest thing to that I can personally think of. Now I want to get to some messages that I've actually received from listeners. One of our listeners asked about financial fair play in football and how do these regulations impact the game? I think that's pretty self-explanatory. It's like a salary cap. But most leagues are required to have players of that nationality of the league on that player, like a certain percentage amount of those players. So you can't just go out and effectively buy a championship. It's supposed to even the playing field. So I want to recap here the show. Today I've taken a deep dive into tomorrow's current situation at PSG, and I've, I've, laid out a pretty compelling case about why the dude just needs to bounce. I've included some stuff about his frequent injuries, his off-field distractions, fans showing up at his house, parties, his sister's birthday, all kinds of crazy stuff, and the man is soon to be a father. How all of these factors affect both his personal career and the overall performance of PSG and also the Brazil national team. We've also touched on the challenges of managing superstar players and the implications of financial fair play in football. Thank you so very much for tuning in to this episode of Saucy Football Breakdown. Again, I'm the host Michael and it was a pleasure to have you listening to me today. Do not forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on, as I greatly appreciate you taking the time to listen to me. Also, please take the time to leave me a review on Podchaser. It's going to take 60 seconds of your time and is going to help me tremendously. If you think about it, this episode of Give or Take 17 minutes long, you could have reviewed the show 17 times if you listened to the show while you reviewed it. Thank you again so much for taking the time to listen to me. I appreciate you and I hope you have a good one.